and welcome back to An Invitation to Grace. I'm Hannah. And I'm Samantha. And in this episode, we will be talking about and exploring how God can be found in our everyday lives, where we see his love most and what blessings he has given us. We wanted to start off by talking about how God can be found in our everyday lives and where we see him most in our lives, because this can look different for different people. We hope that after hearing our perspective, you may think, hey, that sounds like something I can do in my life. We also hope that listening to this episode will encourage you to ask your family and friends the same question, and it will open up a conversation about how they experience God in their lives too. I totally agree. It's so different for everyone, and I know for me, I'm always trying to seek out new ways to be more aware of God in my everyday life, and part of that is turning to my friends and my peers, um, as well as my family, and allowing them to lead and teach me new things about faith every day. Um, and then revealing things about myself um, and about God that maybe I didn't realize before. Um, and I personally see God in the little things, and I especially see God in others. Um, something that I feel God has put on my heart this year is to really see God in everybody. Um, and yes, that also includes people who um, may not be your favorite people in the whole world. Um, in fact, whenever I encounter these people, I challenge myself to find God in them too. Um, because I know He is he's in there somewhere, like he has to be. Um, because God created everyone, which means that he is living within each person. And I believe that when you look close enough, you can see God in each person and encounter um, in one way or another. Um, when you can see God in people and recognize that it's him, you can really feel the Holy Spirit working through them and also through you too. I love that idea. I think it's so important to find God in the little things every day, like you were saying. And I think that so often we're waiting for like the clouds to part and God to say, Hannah, here are the solutions to all of your problems. <laughs> Wouldn't that be lovely? It really would. Um, but if we're set on finding God during those big moments in our lives, I think that we miss out on his presence in our daily lives. And um, I always, whenever I get overwhelmed and anxious, I take a moment to step outside, to take a deep breath and walk around. And I leave all my electronics and distractions at home. Um, I bring a phone for emergency purposes, but <laughs> um, I take a couple minutes to appreciate the beauty around me. And when I do this, I realize just how lucky I am to be alive at this very moment. Um, and I realize how insignificant my current problems are in the grand scheme of things. Um, and sometimes when I know that I really have a busy day ahead of me, I pray to God in the morning for little hellos throughout the day. And what I mean by a hello is... Um, because it's something that my mom kind of passed down to me, and I'm guessing not everyone knows what a little hello is. Um, but it's a little <laughs> sign that God is with me and listening to me. And for me, that may look like a hummingbird flying around outside my window because my great-grandma's favorite bird was a hummingbird. Or maybe I get a parking space at the very front of the parking lot, even though the mall is super busy. Um, and <laughs> these little hellos may be different from you, uh, <laughs> different for you, but the idea is the same. And the most important thing is to stay present so that you don't miss these little hellos, um, these little reminders that you aren't alone. I totally agree. And I think it's so important to know that sometimes we get so caught up in our lives and busy schedules and we forget to take um, the time to really let God in and let him work um, on, like, on us. This is why I like find my habit of writing down a daily reflection is so helpful. Um, and also, like, I attend night prayer um, at my college, and we always do a mini examination of conscience um, before we get into the prayer itself. And I find that this is, like, a really nice way to reflect on our day um, and identify um, if we saw God, if we didn't see him, when he was hidden, or even if we pushed him away. Um, and just to make yourselves more aware um, of all of that um, that's happening every day um, at every moment. Um, and doing this is... Um, 
made me just really realize what's around me um, and who's around me, um, not just the people, people, but also nature too. And I also find praying um, to be really helpful because I feel like prayer is such a direct line to God. Um, and it's a 24 hour line. So you're always able to access it. <laughs> um, I like that idea. <laughs> you may not always get an answer right back um, or hear him talking to you, but I have found that eventually you do. Um, and I've come to realize that there's no such thing as an unanswered prayer. God hears all of them. Um, and in his timing, he will deliver and answer your prayer oftentimes in ways you don't even expect him to. Um, and you may have even forgotten what you were, what you asked for, but God hasn't. Um, he remembers and he knows. And I believe that really what it comes down to is being aware, like literally keeping your head on a swivel because God is all around <laughs> you in the people you meet, the things you see and um, the things you hear. Um, he's present in all of it and his hand is in all of it. And um, if you're open to him and if you're actively looking for him, you will find him. And I think we also wanted to briefly cover um, finding God in hard times because it's really relates to what we are talking about here. And I think we wanted to do a whole um, episode over this, but um, it relates to kind of what we're talking about now. Um, so I think we just kind of wanted to cover like and talk about it briefly. Yeah, I agree. Um, we've been talking about finding God in every moment of our lives, like every single day. Um, but I've found, and I think you guys probably have found too, that it isn't always easy to do that. Um, life is hard. <laughs> and we often, exactly, life is very, very hard. And we often face challenges that cause us to question our faith. Um, maybe you've encountered a challenge so great that you even question the very existence of God. I know that I have. Um, maybe you even wrestle with your faith on a daily basis. But for anybody whose faith is wavering, even just a little bit, I want you to know that God hears every question that you're asking and every prayer that you've been praying. It may seem that you're alone and that God is far away from you, but it's during these times that he's closer than ever. Everyone goes through these difficult periods in their life, and I guarantee you that everyone has at some point questioned their faith. Like I said, I have. Um, some of us may feel guilty for doubting God or becoming angry at God, when we need him the most, but it's okay to feel uncertain at times. It's not our job to know everything that's going to happen. And I think the most important thing is to allow yourself the grace to make mistakes. Allow yourself the room to grow. God will never abandon you, and he will certainly not give you an obstacle that you are not ready to overcome. So it's okay to not always see God during difficult moments in your life. Just know that he is with you through it all, even if you can't see him working behind the scenes. Those are such good points and really well put. And I wanted to add on to that by saying I've heard so many like different perspectives on whether or not people are able to see God in hard times. Some people say they see God um, best in hard times and their relationship with God is stronger in hard times because it's easier to run to him when things aren't going well. Um, but I've also heard some people say that they see God in better um, and in good times because it's easier to praise and pray um, to him. And things are going well because they're able to recognize their blessings and see God, God actively working in their lives. Um, and they figure if things are going well, then God is present and things are going bad. God has abandoned them. Um, and there's really no right or wrong answer to this. It's just really a matter um, of interpretation and um, it's really open for discussion. For me, um, and I'm not sure if it's the same for you, Hannah, but I feel closest to God in hard times because sometimes... Um, I forget to look at where he is present in the good times. So it's easier for me to go looking for him in the hard times when I needed help and, um, and for him to listen and answer the prayers. Um, 
Funnily enough, though, in the good times, I sometimes get too comfortable and forget to see God in the little moments, um, like when we're talking about earlier. I totally get that. I think so many of us only look to God when we need something from him, uh, but we forget to thank him for all of our blessings. And that habit is often, I think, highlighted in the way that we pray. I remember that when I was little, I would always pray to God when I wanted something, only when I wanted something. And I always (laughs) promised I'd do something for him in return. Like I'd say, God, if you help me get a good grade on this test, I'll promise I'll be nice to my sister for the rest of this week. Um, (laughs) And looking back (laughs) on that now, yeah, a little bit of a negotiation. Um, (laughs) Looking back on that now, I think it's a kind of silly way to pray because we don't even know what's best for ourselves. Only God does. And God doesn't always answer your prayers in a way that you expect him to, just just like he doesn't always show up in your life in a way that you expect him to. And I think one of the hardest times to accept this is when somebody that we love and care for is passing away and we pray to God to make them well again. Um, I remember asking my mom and dad when I was little why God didn't let my great grandma live, um, even though I'd prayed to him every single night to make her well again. And my parents explained to me that God knew that she was in a lot of pain and that she would be happier in heaven than on earth with us. Um, And while that was and still is hard for me to understand, it really is so true. Um, Now, if I want something to happen and I want to pray about it, I ask God to guide me through whatever challenge I face. I also ask him for the grace to accept the outcome of the situation, whatever it may be, because I know that it is the best thing for me at the time, at that time in my life. Um, So I think if you go through your day knowing that everything happens for a reason and that God, like Samantha was saying, has a hand in all of this, you will find that he's closer to you than you realize. Those are such great points. And I think it's like, like reshaping your thinking almost um, to like say, hey, I'm struggling with this. And instead of asking for the problem to be solved, you're actually asking for him to help you through it um, and to guide you through it and like kind of hold, like take your hand and kind of like walk with you. Um, And I totally agree. That's like, that's such a like well put um, statement. And I think um, praying through your day can really help. So for example, um, if you, like, you don't have to dedicate a chunk of time, like, to devote to praying, like, solely, like, you know, at 10 o'clock, I am praying, like, that is my set time, you know, um, like, <laughs> um, like, you can, if that really works for you. Um, but I think um, everyone, like, once in a while, but like, I think sometimes the little short prayers are the best and the most meaningful. Um one of my favorite prayers is simply just thank you, God. And it's so simple. And you can just offer it up um, whenever and wherever you want. Um, and I love, like, I just love this prayer. So I'm just going to keep talking about it. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just so simple. But, like, you say, like, you can say it right when you recognize a blessing. Um, and you're acknowledging it and you're thanking him for it right when it happened versus later on. And I think that, like, it can take practice to recognize your blessings. Um, but the more you do it, I feel like the more you get better at it, just like kind of like anything like that just is a skill um, that you just kind of have to harness and keep going with it. Um, and it's also important to recognize um, and pray and ask for forgiveness for failures throughout the day. And when we sin and turn away from God, because I really feel like um, when we take ownership of what we did, God will help give you the strength to resist those things in the future. Um, it's also really important to note, since I'm kind of on that topic, that once you've asked for forgiveness, you are forgiven. Um, it's kind of then up to you to forgive yourself and be gentle with yourself because God has already uh, forgiven you. And I know 
I had to really come to terms with that. Like, like uh, my freshman year of high school, um, when I had gone to like confession and, um, you know, I told the priest all my sins and, um, he's like, yes, you know, like, he's like, yeah, absolutely. Like you're forgiven. (laughs) He's like, you know, go today, three Hail Marys or whatever it was. And, um, afterwards I'm like, well, I feel like crap. (laughs) I'm like, I feel awful. Like, yeah, I agree. Like I never felt, I never felt like that was enough. Like all of those things that you did, like, just go say a couple prayers and you're, you're good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, well, like I just, I'm like, I feel awful. And then I had to like, I, like I literally got back in line so I can then be like, wait, what do I do now? Like, really? Is it that simple? Like, I just pray? <laughs> and he's like, why are you like, why are you back here? Um, so I feel like beating yourself up over whatever it is, it's not going to help anything. Um, and I like I really realized that um, during that retreat um, that God doesn't want to see you like beating yourself up and hurting yourself and causing yourself the most emotional distress um, that God is loving and patient, never failing and faithful. You need only to ask for forgiveness and he will forgive you. Like that is his promise to us. And it's a promise he has never failed to follow through on. Um, that through the imperfection, he still loves us no matter what. Um, no matter what we do, no matter how far we run, he's still going to love us. And I think that's such a beautiful thing. And it's something we can all kind of take comfort in. I love that. Um, I also wanted to share that oftentimes I pray to God like I'm having a conversation with him. And I think so many of us are taught that our prayers have to be structured, like it has to be the Our Father or the Hail Mary or whatever they tell us to pray at confession. Um, but I've often found that when you look at when you like look at a prayer as a conversation with God, then you tend to pray more often because you're not as afraid of messing it up. At least that's true for me. Exactly. And in middle school, I saw and heard God clearly when I prayed. Um, I wasn't big on going through church, big on going to church, but I would lay in bed um, at night before I fell asleep. And I would just talk to God about anything um, and everything. And I like literally anything that come to mind, I was like, hey, God, like this is what happened throughout the day, you know. Um, And I would just speak to him as if I was talking to a friend and I would find myself doing this for 40 minutes to an hour at a time. And then in high school, I found that I would usually fall asleep during those prayers which was super lame and a little awkward like (laughs) just fall asleep while talking to God um and I realized I just I need to change my strategy a little bit um and I still devoted the time to prayer but it was just a smaller amount of time um but I also did my best to read a bible passage and kind of reflect over it and kind of add that in um but right now I really see God when I go to mass and I see him in others and I see him when I pray not just by myself but with others um and I feel like praying with others is such a powerful thing like a, a prayer group and I and I mean I love 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 my night prayer group um and I've had to make those adjustments to better my relationship with God because if I never um adapted I don't think I'd be nearly as strong in my faith and I definitely would not be sitting here making a podcast <laughs> <laughs> that's so true um neither would I <laughs> I think you're totally right that praying and um having faith in God definitely changes like when you're older and younger and it changes throughout your life I think when you're younger it's a little bit easier to have a set prayer um because you're not even that good at communicating um with other humans yet <laughs> and then as you English as is you still get, hard English is still hard to um I don't know understand and apparently speak too. <laughs> um, but I think that 
I think that as we get older, it can become, like we were saying, you can have a conversation with God if that helps. Um, I know that for my sister especially, and for me too sometimes, um, singing is a great way to pray to God. I've heard, or at least my grandma always says to me, especially when I'm not singing at church, uh, she turns to me and saying, singing is like praying, but twice as strong. I don't know if that's true, but I like to believe it. And I always think that singing is a great way for people to pray. Um, I think even just like you can pray through your actions, if that makes sense. Um, like going out and serving others and um, or maybe even just taking time out of your day to be centered and grounded and do all those types of things. I think that's a way of just showing God your appreciation for um, all of his blessings and kind of just asking for him to be in your life. Whatever action that conveys that message, I think that can be considered praying. Um, I also think that with Advent coming up on December 2nd, for those of you who don't know, um, it would be a great time to make new goals for yourself in regards to your faith. Um, I actually did not know Advent was coming up this quickly. I should have known, but actually when I was in church this Sunday, the priest mentioned it and I was like, oh shoot, I didn't realize it was coming up that fast. (laughs) Um, But for those of you who aren't Catholic, Advent is basically a time of preparation before Christmas. I think a lot of people know what Christmas is, but don't know what Advent is. Um, And personally, I like to take the time during Advent to prepare myself for the new year because I get so caught up with all the fun and festivities during the holiday season, which is very easy to do. Um, And I often forget to make a New Year's resolutions um, list until New Year's Eve, which doesn't allow me a lot of (laughs) time to think about, yeah, (laughs) to think about like what I want to put on my list. And I think that taking that time to kind of meditate on that list and um, I don't know, pray on that list is a really good and kind of centering thing to do. Um, So if you would like, take the time today, uh, this week, or even this month um, to write down ways that you can be more present every day. Um, That can mean putting your phone down at dinner, which I see a lot of people doing. And I, I just don't think it's a great habit. Like be present when you're at dinner, talk to other people. It's a good thing. We need human connection. You can't get human connection through your texting on your phone. Like look at somebody in their eyes. Um, I'm not at all passionate about that. Like I don't, Um, sorry. Um, You could take a walk outside with a friend. Um, or maybe someone more than a friend. I don't know. Christmas is coming up. Maybe you found somebody. Or um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it was not necessary. <laughs> Such a great example of our goofiness. <laughs> it is. Um, <laughs> you can meditate in the morning. And I think that even doing these small things throughout the day, um, or even once a week or whenever you find the time to do them will help you to become more grounded and more centered. Um, and basically these things will make you better able to find God in the busy and often chaotic world around you, especially during the holiday season when people are like shoving you out of the way on Black Friday or on Christmas Eve when you forgot to go shopping and need to go shopping. So just make sure to take the time, even if it's um, if you're not particularly religious. Um, so if it's not praying for you, just take the time to center yourself because I think centering yourself can apply to anyone from any background of any faith or anything like that. Uh, yeah, I really love what you're saying about like like reshaping your goals and like making them a little bit more Christ-centered instead of just being like, I want to lose this amount of weight, you know? Like I want to be super skinny or whatever it is. 
Um, but like really reshaping and like also adding in like, hey, yeah. I want to spend this time with God or I want to, you know, do this every day to kind of be more aware and be more present with him. Um, because I feel like it's like New Year's resolutions. It's always, you know, I want to work out more. I want to, you know, you know, do these things. And those are great things, you know. But I think it's also like spiritual health is also just as important. Um, and I think like that's such a great thing what you're saying about, you know, kind of reshape, yeah. like just like what I said, like reshaping, like how you're approaching those things um, and also making them fit. And I think what you're saying too about like the spiritual um, goals of New Year's going along with like maybe physical goals, like those typical New Year's resolutions that you would put. Um, I often find that have like setting those spiritual goals actually help me accomplish the other types of goals I want to accomplish. Um, I always think it's so funny. Um, I like to run a lot. And so I run on a pretty consistent basis, but I always think it's so funny because like the week kind of following New Year's and I'm out running my normal run and I see so many new runners that I have never seen before. <laughs> and then I give it like three weeks and it's like back to the normal crowd, <laughs> which is kind of sad, but um it's, I find it so interesting because it's like we set those goals and we don't, a lot of people don't have like the determination and stamina to finish it. Um, but I think if you like kind of pray on it and kind of use your faith that we were talking about last episode um, to kind of help you through these goals, I think that it makes it a lot easier to accomplish these goals. And I always like to think, um, like Samantha was mentioning, um, maybe getting fit for a New Year's resolution. Um, and I think that everyone makes a goal similar to that in some way, because we can always be more fit and healthy. Um, and I think a lot of that involves just like putting your head down and going to the gym, which sucks sometimes. Um, <laughs> but I often like to think of it, if you change your wording around, instead of saying, oh, I have to go to the gym, if you say, I get to go to the gym, or I want to go to the gym, even that like little change in phrasing sometimes helps um, us have like a little bit better outlook on our New Year's resolutions and New Year's goals. Um, and that was a little bit of a tangent, but in case you're having trouble making New Year's resolutions and keeping them, that's a little helpful tip for you. <laughs> no, it's so true because it's like with God, all things are possible, right? So it's like if you're exactly. implementing God into your New Year's resolutions and like allowing him to be present in and also, I think it's so much more effective. I guess with that, I want to thank you all for joining us today. Um, we really hope that you've gotten something out of this, no matter how big or small it may have been. Um, and now we would like to close in a prayer. Yes. So in the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, dear Heavenly Father, today we come to you in prayer to open our hearts and minds to you. We pray that um, we are able to see you, your love and your works in our lives and the lives of others and be able to recognize the Holy Spirit working through each of us. We pray that um, when we drift we don't, and we're, or we don't see you, as clearly that you will give us the strength and, and the eyes to see and to be able to focus on you and making you the center of everything and the situation to help us fall deeper in love with you. We pray we see you, you see your hand in everything and we pray to become more and more like you every day through what we think, say, and do and that we are committing each day to you and that we that everything we do is something done in love, kindness, and for the glory of God. We pray today to um, uplift our spirits and help us see you, not just today, but every day. We ask this in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Um, amen. Um, for more information about our podcast and upcoming episodes, follow our Instagram account 
at Invitation to Grace or our Facebook group at An Invitation to Grace Podcast. Thank you so much for listening and we hope you continue to accept our invitation to grace and join us next week for a new and exciting episode.